0: Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan and join me as we step into shoplifters in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. You gotta dig a little deeper. It really ain't that far. Hirokazu Koreida has directed... uh, 2018 film called Shoplifters Uh, It's pretty good. Uh, It's a pretty good little film. The Japanese film made in Japan all in Japanese subtitles the whole nine Uh, It's it's in the conversation uh, for best foreign language film this year. Uh, It's one of the favorites to get nominated Uh, Roma probably still the favorite to win right now, but uh, Shoplifters has been a well Regarded and highly acclaimed film for a while quite some time uh, since it first started doing festivals earlier in 2018 It finally finally came to a theater near me And I took the opportunity to watch it uh, This night this exact night I've been home For about an hour Since And it, It just Gonna to try to kind of regurgitate the feelings and, and what, what this movie really is uh, As best as I can, without spoilers, uh, preferably So, yeah, shoplifters um, As I mentioned, directed by Hirokazu Koraida uh, It stars, I don't know, a bunch of people I don't recognize Lily Frankie, Sakura Andu, Mayu Matsuoka, uh, Jiu Kairi, Miyu Sasaki, Kirin Kiki, uh, and others, many others, and it, it, the story follows a uh, kind of a, a a very strange family unit. Um, they, we open on the father and son Characters of this family unit uh, doing the shoplifting, the act of shoplifting, and they're pretty good at it, and they're fun, and and, you know it's it's an illegal act, but they're right from the from the from the jump. You know, all 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 the members of this family are very charming, and you grow to love them throughout the course of the film. But father and son, they steal, you know, some petty food from the uh, grocery store and. On their way home, uh, they see a, a, a little girl uh, who is kind of left out in the cold. Uh, it's it's winter. She's very very she's freezing, and they kind of reluctantly offer to you know feed her and and end up taking her back to their house, uh, which is where we meet. Uh, the mother, the aunt, and grandmother characters uh, of the the family, and what's uh, it, it's it's so fascinating to see this this family unit interact with each other. They live in a very confined space. A lot of them have to sleep together. They have very little money, uh, which is why they you know steal. Uh, the father mother and aunt all have jobs the grandmother gets a pension uh, from her deceased husband and they struggle to make ends meet they have the son and now they have brought in uh this girl and she kind of becomes their the daughter of the family and that's its own you know little wrinkle as well but The whole whole point here is that these are just good, sweet, kind-hearted people. And they don't have a lot. And what they do have, they use on each other, their loved ones, uh, the people they care about. They, you know, uh, I think a lot of times you'll see TV shows uh, sort of... With, with kind of an ensemble, six to eight to ten member cast, uh, pair people off in various episodes, and, you know, you get a completely different dynamic when you pair person A with person D, even though they're normally paired with person C, and so on, and something like that. This movie gives every pairing of characters, you know, its moment to shine. We get to see the two kids together, the mom and dad together, the, the sisters together, uh the the aunt and the father characters together everyone gets a time gets time with the grandmother everyone gets time with the kids like it's you, you the, the Kura-Ida takes the time and has the patience to build to to completely build every viewer's trust with this movie you become so invested in this family so connected to them so stitched and threaded into their very fabric that you just you you can't imagine the, the notion that they wouldn't be together or couldn't be together or you know if for example like uh the the idea like every time now you get to the point in the movie where when they go to shoplift or, you know, something else something else petty along those lines. You're like, you're really concerned. Because if something happens to any of them, and any of them is pulled away from the rest of the group. It, it, it's gonna, it leaves an empty mark. It's gonna leave a, a hole in the family. And... At the at the core of the film, uh, specifically through uh, the the young girl who uh, they who's uh, they call Yuri uh, or Lynn uh, or Jury at various points throughout the movie, she isn't originally part of this family, but she chooses them. And they're good to her. And she and, and that's kind of the the whole the crux, the thesis of the film is you know is it possible to choose your family because you know most people don't get that option. Um, especially I mean obviously not definitely not with their parents. you can do a great degree choose your spouse or mate. Uh, you don't really get to choose your kids though. You don't get to choose your spouse's family. Uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of people that you call family are just dragged along with the circumstance. You know, and maybe that sounds worse than it is, but that's the reality of the situation. You know, you don't choose your siblings, your aunt, your uncle. You didn't choose any of these people to be that position relative to you. They just are are and that brings with it some degree of baggage, of responsibility, of relationship and how those people treat that relationship to you is important and it's meaningful some people are great parents some people are great aunts and uncles, great grandparents, great brothers and sisters and cousins, and some people aren't And if you happen to be in a family where a lot of people aren't good at uh, living up to the, the responsibilities of their title, then you've probably had a thought where you wish you could choose somebody else. Or maybe you've found somebody who you think that would have been Oh, I wish that was my mom. I wish that was my brother. I wish that was my kid or my nephew, my aunt, my grandparents. You know, you if if you've had that experience, it's tough. And the the idea that you could choose your family is not a new one. I wouldn't say. But a fascinating one, and one I don't think gets explored enough. I, I've seen some, you know, I've seen and uh, read or or experienced stories where you know you get a motley band of people who kind of pull themselves together, and and their dynamic ultimately evolves into one as such as like a family. Someone kind of slides into the role of the father figure and somebody else kind of slides into the role of the mother figure and you know that's kind of what happens here around this little girl she is leaving a, a situation that wasn't good that she didn't wasn't happy in that was that scared her and now she's being welcomed uh with open arms by this other group of people who fill those same roles, titula- uh, as as far as title goes, uh, and but then go a step further and actually follow through with the responsibility. The father, you know, is is uh, I don't I don't know like he, he, you can't really describe it with words. Like, they're just they're just caring people that that love her and want her to be happy. They want to... They, they treat her like family. It's I mean it's that straightforward. She is their family. And it's it's sweet. It's nice, it's good. It's genuine. <clears throat> you get to see her with her new brother. Uh, she, you know, watches him shoplift. Ultimately, she does it too. She helps him and the dad shoplift. There's a sequence where uh, the kid... this is The son is going to steal something. The dad distracts the, the cashier. And then she enables the escape in this, you know... Short sequence And Before you Your mind can even get to The point of Well they're teaching her to Be a criminal basically You At least for me I was stuck in this spot of Gosh they just They work so well together They're so in sync And I think And that's kind of A a, a family trait You know you always consider you know your best friend, your, your spouse, whatever, that that's someone you're perfectly in sync with often. Uh, someone who can finish your sentences. Someone whose mind goes to the same place yours does. Someone who's on your wavelength, if I may. And good family members are like that too and and these this family is that for all intents and purposes like this this is exactly what that is on screen it's uh it's a, it's a sad movie there are challenges and and obstacles things aren't always as as straightforward and simple as you want them to be shoplifting, you know, has its own baggage along with it the fact that, you know, this girl was somebody's daughter, you know, that's not nothing, you can't just ignore that forever But... Underneath all of that... They're so... Tightly united. And they... Just... It it almost feels like... They're all pieces of a puzzle. And... They all fit together and and form this one beautiful image when they're all together. And if you remove any of those pieces, it's incomplete. Something's missing. It's a fairly long movie. It's a little under two hours long. And for the first hour or so, I, I was kind of wondering to myself What the driving force was What what tension, what drama, what conflict is on the horizon And there definitely are consequences And, and events down the line that you're aware of at Halfway through the movie But it's like the movie doesn't even acknowledge them the, the movie just totally glosses over those issues and treats them trivially. You know, I, I mentioned the girl who has a real family somewhere. you know that that's uh, the movie acts like that's not a thing. you know, once you know five minutes into this movie, this is a family unit and that's and the movie treats them like they've always been that. Outside of a few dialogue references, you wouldn't even expect uh, suspect that they weren't always together they look and feel and and act like people who've lived their lives together forever it's heartwarming And heartbreaking. I often find myself amazed and uh, sort of gobsmacked when I watch movies uh, from foreign countries, Korea, Japan, China, France, Italy, etc. And... A movie like this a dra- a family drama dramedy uh, I guess uh, is how I would label it. We have those in the states. <laughs> Americans make those movies. But any kind any time you know any label you can attach to a foreign film generally speaking you don't find movies like that under that label domestically. You know, Instant Family came out a few months ago, um, which was about Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne adopting kids from the foster system, uh, which is is very a very different movie from this. But that that's the point, though, is that they're very very different. Uh, it's it's not. I, I don't know how how the how the best way to explain it would be, but there's just something entirely inherently stylistically different about these movies because they're not made in the United States because they don't you know sit around a diner uh, the dining table when they eat dinner because uh, just the, the all the all the cultural differences and then beyond that into just the filmmaking differences the 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 writing differences the uh, I don't know you know between you know shoplifters uh, this movie you know this is the uh, this is why a movie like Old Boy uh, which was remade uh, for American audiences was so bad because uh american filmmakers don't make movies like that korean filmmakers do and that's why they're pretty good at it and americans aren't it's not and not not that they couldn't ever be but it's just a completely different style it's a completely different venue uh, a different um realm of filmmaking that they've been brought up in And these people, you know, this Hirokazu Koriida, he's, you know, this is the second film of his I've seen. Uh, The first was, like, Father Like Son, which is a good movie. Uh, I I liked it. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Shoplifters, but it's a good movie. And it's equally as... Uh, what's the term? Um, culturally native, uh, uh, culturally locked in to Japan as shoplifters is relative to the United States. I, I it's just, it's always fascinated me. I, I think it's it's pretty amazing, pretty amazing, I really liked Shoplifters, uh, it is not my favorite foreign language film uh, of the year, uh, that's still, that honor still belongs to Burning, which I love so much, uh, but it is um, my second favorite uh, foreign language film that I have seen, and uh, really good it's really good i if it's if it's playing near you i urge you to go check it out uh it is a slowly paced movie it is very slice of life for the first half uh and as i said you know there isn't you know some overbearing tension some overbearing drama other than they're just you know they don't have a lot of money but even that is treated very lightly and like frequently solved, and, and you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make a mountain out of a molehill, in fact it makes molehills out of mountains, and I don't know why that worked on me, and I don't think it's going to work on, on everybody, but it definitely worked on me, and I I was very pleased, you know, it, it choked me up a couple of times, uh, I didn't cry, but... It, it really did move me and I, I loved the ending. And I think the ending doesn't work without the slow slice of life buildup that we get. So if you have the opportunity, I strongly urge you to check this out if it all sounds reasonable Or appealing in any way Uh, There's a very, very good chance That this is nominated for the best foreign language feature At the Oscars Uh, Of the five films uh, favored to get nominated The only one I haven't seen yet now is Capernaum And I don't know if that's going to be in theaters by me before then So uh, we'll see how that goes But yeah, Capernaum Shoplifters Hirokazu Koriida, Shoplifters. This film is currently ranked 144th uh, on the official Letterboxd Top 250. It is nestled right between two films I haven't seen. Uh, 1927's Napoleon. Interesting. And 1946's A Matter of Life and death. Starring David Niven, Richard Attenborough, among others. Hmm, interesting. I need to watch more of these. Letterbox top 250. Okay, that being said, uh, Shoplifters, I highly encourage you to see it. Uh, If you're a fan of foreign films, Japanese films, check it out. I I think it, it really is just so sweet and so charming um even if it goes to some pretty dark places not dark pla- that's not the right way to say it it doesn't not dark places but um it has some it definitely has some some low down beats throughout the film uh, so yeah highly encourage you to check it out if you can uh, shoplifters hirokazu Koriida uh that's it Thank you for listening to today's episode. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, if you would like to check out more episodes, you can head over to circleoffilm.com uh, or most places where podcasts can be found, uh, including iTunes. Uh, you can get in touch with me uh, through email or Twitter. Uh, I'm at Circle of Film or circleoffilm or circleoffilm@gmail.com, at gmail.com or on Letterboxd, uh, letterboxd.com slash if you would like to support the show You can do so for as little as 8 cents An episode uh, On patreon.com Or if you would like to do so uh, Without Spending any money You can also do that by just Rating or reviewing on iTunes Or something um, Or I mean Honestly just like Sending a message or a tweet Is supporting the show So there's that too uh But yeah, uh, thanks again for listening and as always, have a week. So long, farewell I'll be the same good night I know she'll never leave me Even as she fades from you
1: So long
0: farewell I'll be the same adieu. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace things gone forever only out of place so long farewell oh what i can say wait a minute wait a minute so long